Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen of Hemel Hempstead. We wish as we do once a week we come to declare God's precious word. We come to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to take for my text this afternoon from the Bible a very solemn verse. This is true of all mankind until God begins to deal with our hearts. It says, there is no fear of God before his eyes. That is the heart of every man. There is no fear of God before his eyes. And furthermore, another portion from that passage of Romans chapter 3, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then we read, the wages of sin is death, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. David, in the Old Testament, the sweet psalmist was a prophet. David spoke of the Saviour to come. One would be born from David's family who would be the Saviour, Jesus Christ. When he came into the world, Jesus Christ said, I have come from above. You and I have come from parents below here. Jesus Christ was from all eternity. The Savior would save his people from the wages of sin, which is death. Not merely a physical death, but a lost eternity. The Bible speaks of a second death. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, the gift of God is eternal life. And Jesus Christ came to live and die for his people. His people, until they are saved, are just like the rest of people in this world, sinners. David could say, O Lord, if thou shouldst mark iniquity or sin, who of us would stand. Would any man be able to stand before a holy God? We read in this verse here in Romans chapter 3 concerning the lost man, there is no fear of God before his eyes. People very brazenly live in this world and go to their end as if there is no judgment, as if there is no facing God. Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die and after that the judgment and then we read so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. Jesus Christ is the sin bearer of his people. There are two kinds of religions in this world I suppose we could put it. The religions of men whereby men by their so-called religious acts or so-called good deeds try to save themselves. And then there is the religion of the Bible, that which God gives, that which God does. The Bible says God saves. Other religions are man-made, man trying to save himself, man trying to make himself right with the Holy God, but that is 
an utter impossibility. David even asked the question, O Lord, you should mark iniquity that is in our hearts. Who could stand, O Lord? No man could stand before a holy God. No man can clean himself. No man can rid himself of the dark blot of sin that has blighted his record. No man can cleanse his record. If you've done something wrong, can you clear your guilty record? Furthermore, can you change a bad heart? Man cannot, first of all, cleanse his record. Secondly, he cannot change his heart. But when God saves, he sends his son into the world to cleanse the record of his people. God knowing all the sins of his people that they would ever commit in this world, sent his son Jesus Christ to die for each and every one of those sins. So that the scriptures declare that he Jesus Christ would justify many for he should bear their iniquities or their sins. David said, O Lord, if thou shouldst mark iniquities, who should stand? But the Lord Jesus Christ, my friend, stood in the place of his people, gave his life, the Bible says, as a ransom for many. He, the just, dying for the unjust, that he would bring them to God so that the scripture would be fulfilled, that he would say, Here am I and all the children that thou hast given me. Jesus Christ, my friends, once offered himself to bear the sins of many. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, No man comes to the Father but by me. And uh, I encourage you, friend, to seek the Lord today. He's a very gracious Lord. We're a local Bible-believing church. I see some people listening. I would invite you to come along, to come and hear the Word of God this coming Lord's Day, Sunday. We call it the Lord's Day because the Lord of the day rose from the dead, triumphant over the grave, and now ever lives to intercede for his people. He's a wonderful Savior, and I want to tell you about him, friend. He saves sinners. The Apostle Paul said this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Only God can save. As I said, other religions are men doing good works and thinking they can be right with God. But Christianity is very humbling. Because it says that none are righteous. In fact, that is exactly what the Bible says. None are righteous, no, not one. Paul says right here, God has concluded all men under sin. And therefore, every mouth is stopped. We have no reply to God. We have all, preacher included, and especially offended a holy God. But there is mercy with the Lord through Jesus Christ, the one Saviour. As I said, he said in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
And no man comes to the Father but by me. But what a wonderful way it is. God has made the way for great and unworthy sinners to approach a holy God. Isn't it marvelous that God sent his Son into the world? The Bible says the world was made by him. And the scripture says he came into the world and the world knew him not. When he came into the world, he who is called the light of the world said men love darkness rather than light. He said because their deeds are evil. When we come to the Lord and we come to the Bible, one of the first things that strikes us is how holy God is. Time and time again in the Old Testament, we read of sacrifices, blood of animals being shed. All of these things were typifying and pointing to the one who would come into the world who was called the Lamb of God. God the Son, who would give his life for his people. And we're told in the New Testament that the blood of bulls and goats cannot take away sin. It is only divine blood. God the Son, who is both God and man, never ceased to be God when he came into the world. He said, I am the first and the last, a title which can only be assumed by Almighty God, the first and the last, the beginning and the ending, the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus Christ is the first and the last. In fact, you can even read that. The Muslims will say that God is the first and the last. Jesus said, I am the first and the last. He claimed to be very God. The false Jehovah's Witnesses will tell you that Jesus Christ is not God. But he accepted worship. When doubting Thomas touched him, he said to the Lord Jesus, My Lord and my God. And he receives worship because he is God the Son. The Bible says God was manifest in the flesh. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. And in order to save his people, he lived under the law of God, perfectly honoring and obeying God's law. It was said of him in Isaiah, Chapter 11, when he would come into the world, he would be filled with the Spirit. And that indeed, he would magnify the law of God and he would make it honorable. When he came into this world, he upbraided the rabbinical teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes. And he showed how that they had been curtailing the law and how they brought in their own man-made laws, making the law of God null and void. 
My dear friends, God the Son came into this world, who made the world, this world that has fallen and sinned against him. You know the most blasphemed name in all of the world is the name of God the Son. And people even take the name of God in vain. That breaking of the third commandment, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. And how many people use God's name in vain? They say, oh my, you fill in the blanks. Maybe you've taken the Lord Jesus Christ's name today. So many people use his name and take his name in vain. But the Bible says, my friends, one day every knee will bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus said, every idle word that men have uttered, they shall give an account thereof. We read our text, there is no fear of God before their eyes. People even go to their end, to their deathbed, with no fear. We ask you the question, friend, could you stand before an infinitely holy God who knows all the details of my life and your life? Do you have peace with God, forgiveness of sins? Forgiveness is only on this side, my friend, of eternity. While we live in this world, we are living in time, and our time is running out. And one day, we will have to live our final hour, the final minute of our life. You will remember this, son. You remember the days that you have lived. It says, there is no fear of God before his eyes. The Bible tells us better a living dog than a dead lion. If the man sees himself to be a great, as it were, a dog, an unclean, an unfit person, better a living dog than a dead lion. There's no fear of God before a man's eyes. Man lives as bold and as brazenly as a lion. We speak of a lion being, as it were, the king of the jungle. But my friend, there is only one true lion. And he's called the lion of the tribe of Judah, Jesus Christ. He came into the world as the lamb to give his life as a ransom for many. But he is returning, my friends, as the lion who will judge. We read in Revelation chapter 20 that the books of God will be opened up and every man shall be judged according to his works. And then there is another book that is opened up called the Lamb's Book of Life. And in that book are the names of all that have ever repented and confessed their sins and believed upon the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. 
And what a day that will be when they are entered into heaven forever because Jesus Christ lived for them, died for them and they knew him in this life as their Lord and Saviour and they knew every time they sinned they had a wonderful advocate with the Father Jesus Christ the righteous my friend is a wonderful Saviour he's a Saviour that saves sinners he said, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And when he does, he receives the sinner as they are. And he deals with them. Because he dealt with them, their sin, at the cross of Calvary. You see, we read here that God is the just and the justifier of them that believeth and Jesus. My friend, you may have taken his name as a swear word. And that is a terrible thing. A terrible thing indeed. But the Lord Jesus justifies sinners. A sinner might feel that he has sinned beyond the pale and there is no hope. Well, the one that confesses their sin and comes to him in true contrition and repentance of heart he says he receives all that come unto him the father sent him to save lost unworthy sinners I urge you friend I know it's raining right now maybe you're listening under the shelter hear the word of God do come and take a tract before you go and hear what the Lord has to say. We invite you to come along to the church this coming Sunday, the Lord's Day, our morning service. It's at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. We meet on the corner of Lower Road and Red Lion Lane in Nash Mills just outside of Hannah Hempstead. And I can assure you, you'd receive a very warm welcome. I'm the pastor of the local church here and we'd be very glad to see you. Please do come along. Thank you for listening. And I bid you a good day. But give your soul no rest, friend, until you have sought the Lord, truly, and found him to be a gracious Lord. Thank you for listening.